0: it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. The Afterlight Institute proudly presents
1: Activating Your Inner Genie. In this course, you will learn to build a strong foundation, activate a supportive mindset, transform into your future self, awaken to what you truly want, spot signs and symbols from your spirit guides, and learn how to attract abundance ongoing. If you are ready to make the rest of your life the best of your life, this course is for you. It's time to create a life of abundance and prosperity. Step into your power by activating
0: your inner genie with Lauren Grace. Register now at theafterlightinstitute.com. Ignite the light, magic, and miracles within. Grace here, and welcome to The Afterlight. So my guest today is Donna Boyle, and we were just talking before I hit record about how it would be lovely to make a couple of cleansing breaths, our intention before we get started. So what we're going to do is we're going to take some breaths. We're going to really come to the moment. We'd like to invite you, our listener at home, to join us. If you're driving or operating heavy machinery, don't worry You don't need to close your eyes. (laughs) You can just be where you are and that will be perfect. So Donna let's you and I just start by taking a couple of cleansing breaths, feeling our feet on the ground, lifting our toes and putting them back down. We'll just take some breaths in through the nose and out through our mouth in our own time. I'm feeling three times would be good.
1: And one more.
0: Okay, beautiful. So, my guest today is Donna Boyle, and she is a direct messenger for spirit. She's a psychic medium, an author, and teacher of yoga, meditation, and consciousness. Her passion this lifetime is to support the current shift of soul consciousness. Donna's connection to souls in the non-physical world has deepened her own spiritual practice and allowed her to step fully into her soul purpose in this lifetime. She currently works as a clear conscious channel for spirit, giving private and group readings and teaching online intuitive and mediumship development classes. Her book, The Universe Wants You to Remember, Inspiration and Intention from the World of Spirit, can be found on Amazon and Smashwords. Her writing is influenced by the musings of spirit. You can also follow Donna on all social media platforms under Donna Boyle Medium, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Donna is joining me today. We're going to be talking about spirit guides, messages from spirit, and synchronicity. And if we can get to it, and I don't think we will, so don't count on it, we might delve into past lives as well. Donna, thank you so much for being on the show. I love taking a cleansing breath with you. I feel like that really does kind of bring us into the moment.
1: Yes, thank you. I'm so honored to be here. Glad we connected. And three breaths is what I use right before each reading. I do three breaths. So you got that right on target. (laughs)
0: Perfect. So let's go back before we go forward
1: here. Tell me a little bit about
0: where your spiritual journey began. Have you always sort of been a spiritual person or did you have kind of that dark night of the soul experience that many people go through?
1: I guess all of the above. Uh, When I left my husband and my daughter was a child, um, I, you know, in therapy started just delving into my stuff and one day therapist said, you know, you should try yoga. And I'm like, oh, and I think within two days, I got a flyer in the mail for a yoga retreat on St. John. And I'm like, oh, I think I should do this. Um, so synchronistically, we we're going to be talking about all of that. I took that yes. as a sign. Yes. And I started my journey with yoga, did a lot, a lot, a lot of yoga. At that time, I had a nighttime business so I had all my days free. Mm
0: -hmm. I did
1: a lot of yoga. Um, We're talking five to six classes a week. And when that was done, I thought I should really learn to teach this because I'm feeling that's my next step. So even though my actual business had nothing to do with yoga or consciousness, it brought me the resources and the time to be able to follow a path like that. And then that just kind of snowballed into, I opened my own studio. I closed my studio. I did a lot of um, health and wellness things. Um, My parents raised us in that sort of field. And then I had this something from spirit. I didn't call it that then. I said, I think I have to quit this job. And it was a good job for me. It was a six-figure income, but I spent two years not thinking it was meant to happen and I think I was actually talking to myself like this slow and calculated moves I started packing things up taking them to my brothers in Connecticut and then 2008-2009 happened with the crash Mm -hmm. and I lost a lot of my major clients and contracts And I said, oh, okay, I guess the universe just told me you waited (laughs) long enough, now we're gonna do this. So I traveled, I got rid of a lot of things, Uh, started, packed up my car. My daughter was then in in college. I packed up my car with my cat and some luggage and we took to the road. And about two years later, three years later, I started seeing spirit. Mm. And that brought me to become what I am today so I call it a promotion but it was a snowball effect just kept building and building and building and I still don't think this is all there is for me do you get that feeling too you know you think this is great what I'm doing but I feel there's more coming
0: yes definitely And it's funny because my uh my oracle card this morning was the angel from the angel guide oracle from Kyle Gray and And the card is power and intention. And Mm. in the card, it was talking a lot about how sometimes when we, when we have a, when we feel like we're meant to do more as well, that our ego almost wants us to play small, and to kind of Mm. not step into that. So it's an interesting dichotomy, I think. I have sometimes with myself, and I'm sure our listener at home can relate about how you know there's more for you, but sometimes stepping out onto the path can be difficult. I mean, not all of us are kind of forced to make those decisions like you were in 2008, where it's like, okay, girl, it's time. It's time for you to get on the road. So, you know, when did you kind of decide that you were gonna back yourself? Did you have savings and you just trusted the process or was there just no other alternative for you at that time?
1: I had nothing. When I left my business, I had nothing. I'll be honest. I think I had $4,000 in the bank and I just hit the road. And each year I deleted more and more of my stuff. I just got rid of stuff, got rid of stuff. I was fortunate to have a cousin and his wife take me in in Virginia, which was prime ground for Donna to start seeing a lot of past lives also in that area, um, drawn to civil war. And I just trusted. And there were a lot of times I broke down and said, I don't know what you're doing with me, spirit. I've got no money. I am thankful to have what I have with my mm. family here. What do you want me to do? You want me to train? Do you want me to just do it? I don't understand. And yeah. when I said things like that, one time I was at a point of really not having anything. And I and I thought I, and I, and I picked up a job at the Omega Institute in New York state, and that was gonna be $5 an hour. You lived and worked there and you were basically just a service. And I said, okay, I'll do that. It sounds like that's what spirit led me to do that. But then one day when I was about a month away from leaving, I was in Seattle, a month away from going across the country, my car broke down and it was basically a brand new car. I was leasing at the time. It was basically a brand new car. And it came to out, find out that it was rodent damage. And it was going to cost me $1,600 to fix. Oh. And it wasn't covered under warranty. So that was number one thing that happened that day. Uh-huh. That same day, the second, right, comes in threes. And these are all synchronicities. These were signs. <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't good, bad, right, or wrong. But I was breaking down. I'm like, I don't have this money. Second thing that happened is my website crashed and spirit. I heard them immediately say, we told you not to pay for that. And I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying. You want me to have a website and advertise myself, but you don't want me to pay for it. And they're like, no, there's a ton of stuff out there. You don't have to pay for And I'm like, okay, didn't get that memo. Correct. <laughs> so that happened, And then the third thing that happened that day, I was dog sitting and I had three small dogs. This is exactly the same day. Three small dogs, and I'm walking around the neighborhood with these three dogs. One's old, one's a young whippersnapper, and the other one is just, I don't give a crap. I'm just going to sit here and do nothing, right? So I'm dragging these dogs around the block, and this big dog attacks us. And the owner of my three dogs is like, don't worry, the neighborhood's safe. We walk around all the time. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't think so. So I grab this dog that's coming at me and I've got three dogs in one hand with their leashes. The big dog I grab by the scruff of the neck and I'm like in my head going, nobody's going to the hospital today. And I got (laughs) one dog, (laughs) I know, right? One dog is running away, but he's on a leash so we can't go far. Another dog is trying to bite the dog that's attacking us. And the other dog is like cowering behind my legs. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? So all synchronicities, all signs from spirit to just Uh say, all right, Donna, you got to give up even more. So I got mad. Mm. I got mad at that time. I was talking heavily to one of my spirit guides. That is, I'm going to name drop here, Abraham Lincoln. And I was yelling. I was yelling to the universe. I'm sure many of us have had those moments where we just put our hands into fists and saying, you wanted me to be here. And now you're making me spend all this money. And Abraham Lincoln came very clear in my head, shook his finger at me, swore at me, said, who the bleep are you to think you know what's going on in the rest of your life? Wow. And who are you to think you have control over your money? I was bawling my eyes out. I feel that emotion for a minute. Wow. Yep, I was crying, but I stopped when he said that and I went, huh, okay, you're right. And in that moment, I think I let go of all duality, good, bad, right, or wrong. Everything was leading me to something greater or I don't know if greater is duality. I don't know. I was just like, I know this is where I'm supposed to go to New York Mm -hmm. and I did.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I just have been following signs for so long in my life that i didn't even recognize i don't think i even had words for it prior to becoming i'll put this in quotes a medium
0: oh man there's so many so many avenues to go down so we will talk about synchronicity a little bit later in our conversation cuz that's obviously going to be an amazing subject to to cover but i guess before that you know i i do want to kind of find out from you a little bit about you know when you were kind of going through this experience is that when you started to see spirit or did you have to start to kind of connect with your spirit guides before you started seeing spirit or how what was the order of the sequences of that happening
1: i when i had moved to virginia i wasn't doing anything i obviously had been teaching and practicing yoga and meditation for almost 15 years at that point mm-hmm. so i was open to anything and I was had gone to a couple of events with my cousin that another medium had invited us to. And that was by Reverend Hoyt Robinette, um, which I have a lot of his spirit cards. So he does spirit precipitation. And I received some cards that had my spirit guides, guides on the back named out. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I got spirit guides. Great. I'll talk to them when I get that opportunity. But I wasn't thinking much about that. And then one day I was sitting in my bed watching, in Virginia, I was sitting in my bed watching a video from Abraham Hicks. It was about the second one I had ever watched and my mom had talked about them a lot. And I just told her, I don't have time, mom. I got so much going on. I don't know who this is. I don't know what you want from me. So as I'm talking, as I'm watching this video, a gentleman appears in my bedroom and he's very well-dressed, older gentleman, glasses, suit and tie, good looking. And in my head, I'm laughing going, oh, perfect. Just my type, older, unavailable, just totally unavailable. And uh, he starts talking to me and I'm like, not freaked out. I'm just looking at him, joking with him. I'm like, well, this is cool. Who are you? And he just points to my computer screen and says, click that link, Donna, click that link. And I'm like, well, he knows my name. Oh, so Again, I say to him, I'm looking at him, who are you? And he repeats, Donna, click the link. So I click the link and it takes me to a picture of Jerry and Esther Hicks. And it was Jerry sitting beside me in my oh. bed. So I turn to him and I say, hey, that's you. Oh And my he God. disappeared. <gasps> he disappeared. In that moment, he disappeared. And he was actually answering my question. When I asked, who are you? He led me to who he was. And I believe knowing what I know now, after it's been almost nine years since that happened, knowing what I know now, he had to do that. He had to come to me in full physical form like that, because I probably would not have believed it. If I saw the image, if he was like more of an apparition Mm. than a human, he had to do it. He had to get my attention, just like My car had to break down, just like the universe had to send the economy tanking. Sorry to everybody else that lost jobs during that time, too. If that was my fault, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, apologize. Did you feel scared after that? Not at all. I felt, who am I going to tell? Yeah. What am I going to say? I started Googling everything, and I couldn't find it. I told my cousin, and she said, well, I guess we've got to get you to a medium. So I Mm -hmm. made an appointment with someone very well known down in the Virginia area, but I couldn't get in till July and this was March. So I'm like, okay, now I gotta wait, just thinking I'm crazy. But I did a bunch of meditations with Jerry. He talked to me, he calmed me. My other guys were there, they calmed me. And the first thing that medium said to me in July was, there's a Jerry here. And I said, thank God, (laughs) God, I am not crazy. That so that was so cool. the beginning. Now what are you going to do, Donna? Now what are you going to do?
0: Wow. <laughs> okay. One thing I will say, actually no, I'm going to save this for later. So I'll mention what I Okay, so that's pretty vague. I'll bring okay. it up later. So what I will say is like you've mentioned Jerry Hicks and you've also mentioned Abraham Lincoln. So what my question is to you is like what are spirit guides exactly and are they all as famous as the ones that you seem to have?
1: <laughs> Good question. I always tell everybody, you can have anybody you want as a spirit guide. If you resonate with Jerry or Abraham or George Washington or whoever you want, just call on them, just like you would call on an archangel, right? Archangels are available to everybody. These specific spirit guides I've had past lives with. I've had many, many past lives with these guys. So why they're famous right now? I have no idea. I have no idea. I said to one medium once, why me? Why me? Um, I didn't tell you what my business was, besides having a yoga studio, I had a commercial janitorial service. I cleaned toilets and wiped trash and took out trash and wiped desks for a living. That's what I did for almost 20 years. Mm. So the medium was speaking to Abraham Lincoln at the time. And I asked, why me? Can you please ask Mr. Lincoln, why me? And Mr. Lincoln said, why not you? Yes. I said, well, that's a really good answer. So I just went with it, but that's a really good question. I have no idea why, because I'm the soul who I was. I'm not the soul who I am. And I just picked another body here in this physical world. Now, another incarnation that I needed to learn some other lessons. So I was 50 when Jerry appeared 50, my whole life changed.
0: It's funny because, you know, It's like we're all just playing roles anyway and really celebrity and notoriety and all that kind of stuff. It's just it is what it is. It's not really real. So, you know, the fact that I'm mentioning these celebrities because I'm familiar with them and they're well definitely with Abraham's work and, and the like so. I guess that's why, you know, I kind of use that word, but when you think about it, we're all part of the one, aren't we? We're all souls. We're all just here playing these roles. And so somebody who's well-known to other people isn't better or, or less than somebody who is, you know, maybe unknown to many people.
1: Yeah. And I just say when somebody says, well, what is, what does Abraham Lincoln say about the civil war? And I said, we don't talk about that. He's the soul who was Abraham Lincoln. But for me, he's the passionate man who protected me and saved me in that lifetime. Mm -hmm. Um, For Jerry, he's the man, that soul, that was another soul when we got together. Um, I'll drop one more name, uh, JFK. And JFK, I still haven't figured out if we were together when he was John or in another lifetime together. But I do my work with them. So whoever your spirit guide is, whatever you choose, whoever you choose, do that work with them, mm-hmm. ask them, what else can I learn from you? What am yeah. I missing in this life? Can you tell me if we spent any other lives together? Um, I would just ask all the questions I could and then write it down, record it, whatever, thing, whatever you can do. Um, I, I was trained in the spiritualist church, spiritualism, which would probably be probably another reason why Abraham Lincoln um, is with me because that's his background, also. Mm-hmm. And they teach that everybody has five inner band spirit guides and many outer band spirit guides. So, outer band for me, Jerry Hicks, Abraham Lincoln, JFK, Anne Frank, they're outer band. Anybody could have them. Anybody could ask them. If you need something, you can ask anybody you want. The inner band guides your protector guide, your alchemist guide, your master teacher, your doctor teacher, and your joy guide. So I have names for all of those because I receive names for all of those, but anybody could use those labels. Hey, protector guide, you don't have to call him anything. Could be a she, could be he, doesn't matter. Hey, protector guide, can you come to me and tell me what i need right now yeah so you can just use those labels you don't have to have names use those labels however when i give readings i strive to give everybody at least two names specific names of their spirit guides because i knew how important that was for me growing as a medium as an intuitive person Mm -hmm.
0: so what's the best way of connecting with your spirit guides you know Our listener at home might be hearing these concepts for the first time. And it could be like, I don't understand how you're getting this information. Are you just walking around and then you're, you just get the information randomly or yeah. How would you kind of take somebody through understanding how that information is, I guess, asked for, but then also received.
1: You know, that joke, how do you get to Carnegie Hall? I don't think I do. (laughs) Practice. practice. Okay. okay. Oh, that's a good one. Practice, practice, <laughs> practice. <laughs> and, you know, if you want to be a famous baseball player or basketball player, what do you do? Practice. You practice and you go see coaches. And, you know, I did a lot of that when I decided, I think we set an intention early on. Okay. I feel like I'm feeling and sensing something and I want to get more in touch with my spirit guides. So I would practice that. I take a course. I would go back to square one. I would do simple meditations. They're all over the internet. A lot of people have them out now. Mm -hmm. I would sit in meditation. I would just close my eyes, take a couple breaths, connect with my breath. Just simple. Start simple. Start with holding an image in your mind. One of the things I teach in my intuitive development classes is close your eyes and practice holding the image of a rose in your mind and hold it, hold it, hold it. When it goes away, bring it back, mm-hmm. hold it, hold it. When it goes away, bring it back again. You're training the mind just like a puppy. Puppy runs away, bring it back. Your mind runs away, bring it back. Always come back to the breath and the image. Mm-hmm. When you start doing that, you start developing a new sense of yourself a new sense of seeing and then once that starts you're like okay i'm ready to touch base with a spirit guide i'm going to use i'm going to use a protector guide i want a protector guide like donna said okay so i'm going to sit down in a dark room maybe play some music just take a couple of deep breaths and ask my protector protector guide to present themselves now that presentation could be a voice could be a sound, could be a word, could be an image, could be a sensation, could be a lot of things. Right? It doesn't have to be, okay, I see him and he's talking to me. Right. We all start different ways. I think people get people get distraught and say, oh, I didn't I don't see like Donna C's or I don't see like yeah. you know you guys see. Well, It doesn't mean that I didn't start somewhere. I started somewhere. I didn't expect to be doing this when I started seeing Jerry uh, almost 10 years ago. I practiced. I went to Camp Chesterfield many times. I went to a private medium. I did a lot of dream analysis. I was committed to doing the work that would not stop me from hearing spirit, from trusting. And from leaving no room for doubt. So quieting the voices, or I like to say actually hearing the voices. Yeah. So you know what your work is right now.
0: Mm -hmm. How has, you know, connecting with your spirit guides and, you know, exploring and opening up to this world enhanced your life, enhanced your
1: relationships and, or has it? It's definitely enhanced my understanding of why I came here, why I chose what I chose, why I chose the challenges I chose, uh, working with past lives and working with what I need to figure out now. I came to the knowing that whenever there was nobody around, because I I spend a lot of time alone, I'm a loner. I traveled a lot by myself. And when, I, when there's no one else around, I know spirit always has my back. There's always someone that I can talk to. There's always someone that I can cry to. If I can't find that friend that night on the phone, I know that spirit is always with me. I've trusted that and I leave no room for doubt about that. I know that I can ask a question and I will receive the answer. Sometimes the answer doesn't come the next day. Sometimes the answer comes years later. <laughs> so we're caught up. I think a lot of us in this time thinking that time is yeah. linear, right? How many times have people said that? Yeah. When it doesn't matter. I just figured out why a spirit guide that I gained almost nine years ago was with me and how and how I wasn't with her in her past life. I just figured that out about a couple of weeks ago. So that took almost nine years of me playing with that and asking what's the deal. And wait, and wait, I don't wait. I think waiting is a tough word that, that puts future moments in front of us. But I stayed with, because it wasn't the first time I lost a job. It wasn't the first time that I, I experienced loss, right? Lost my cat, lost my mom, lost my dad, lost my best friend. Most of them unexpectedly, all of them unexpectedly so it gave me that knowing that there is no good bad right or wrong it doesn't mean stuff isn't painful it Mm -hmm. doesn't mean we don't have emotions and feelings around all those things that are happening but again i'm trusting that this is my soul's journey and i am my soul and my soul gets just as excited Well, maybe not as me when things go wrong, (laughs) because my soul's like, woohoo, next step, next phase. And I'm like, really, it doesn't feel good. And they're like, yeah, but remember, this is bringing you somewhere else. Mm.
0: You mentioned not being alone. And you also mentioned, you know, asking your spirit guides for help. Do you have to ask your spirit guides for help on a continuous basis? Or can you kind of ask them for help once? And then it's sort of set in stone. You know, because I think sometimes people don't remember to do it all the time. They don't remember to do it every day. And I mean, can you just say, hey, can you please continue to help me forever and ever, especially when I forget to ask you? <laughs> is, that, is that acceptable?
1: I mean, they're going to support you. They can't do the work for you. So, I mean, I, when I first started, I was asking for signs a lot, probably too much, a lot, because I just didn't trust at that point. That eventually weaned off. Yeah. But in answer to your question, things like, this is my opinion, things like a protector guide could be a gatekeeper for you if you plan on doing this work. You only have to ask him once. You don't have to ask him every morning. You don't have to do circles or trust every morning. Just say, hey, gatekeeper, be my gatekeeper for the rest of my life. Yes, stuff like that. Yes. If I need a parking place in New York City where I go often, if I need a parking place, you better believe I'm going to be asking my spirit guides to find me a parking place. (laughs) If I'm feeling kind of low, because that happens, right? If I'm feeling kind of low and down and out and questioning, what the heck am I doing with this? Nothing's happening. Look what's happening out there, but nothing's happening here. Mm -hmm. I'm certainly going to ask for a sign of some sort Just, just to give me a boost right when i'm feeling kind of low just to remind me when my journal isn't right in front of me i sometimes go back to my journal and say ooh that happened 5 years ago oh yeah that was pretty cool when i don't have that around i'll ask for a boost and mm-hmm. then the object is to keep your eyes open your ears open and your heart open because it will come in many different varieties many different varieties a friend of, I, I do this thing on a couple other podcasts where I teach this little exercise that you can do um, to get a sign back from spirit. And you say to spirit, I want the answer within 24 hours, 48 hours. And my friend uh, over here did it here in the town I live in. And we went for a walk a couple of days later. And she's like, I have to tell you what happened. And I'm like, what happened about what? She goes, I, I did that exercise. I'm like, oh, great. And she said, I'm not going to tell you what I asked for, but Within moments of 48 hours of me asking, I got the sign. Within moments, 48 hours exactly, I got the sign. And it was, um, she asked for flowers and it was from, it was a mail from her mother, her mother had passed and she got mail in, the, in her mailbox from her, for her mother, which was a calendar. And on the front of the calendar was beautiful flowers. So she got a message from her mother as well as we'll say spirit. Cause her mother at that point is a spirit guide. Of course, but asking, being open to receive. So how can you share
0: that process with us? Is that what you do? You ask and you're open to receive, or
1: is there a little bit more the exercise? Yeah. I'd love yep, to hear That's it. about it. You would sit, set an intention for what you want as a sign. And I like to say, be specific. Like she wanted flowers, be specific. Somebody else said, uh, because they told me afterwards, they wanted a single, a red rose or something. When they woke up the next day, out in their front yard was a red rose growing out of the ground. There was no bush, just a red rose growing out of the ground. So be specific, be specific. You don't have to ask anybody specific. Just say to spirit, to your spirit guide, just say that. Set an intention, be specific about within 24 hours or 48 hours, sit and close your eyes and just state that either out loud or in your head. Spirit, I want to see, I'll use the rose, I want to see a red rose within 48 hours. And then just let it go and be open. Because you have to look, that girl had to look out her window Yes. Had to look at the ground, had to be in her backyard. All of these things had to conspire yes. to get her to see that. Yes, exactly. And then to be open, like my friend had to be open to this was her mother. It was a piece mm. of mail that came with flowers on it. It wasn't real flowers. It was flowers on, look at them, back, back behind me is flowers oh, on my wall. Such beautiful. But it was flowers on a calendar. So, yes, there's always interpretation, but spirit will always. They will, I have not heard anybody that said I didn't get anything. Mostly everybody gets something. I also like to say, if you have a loved one in spirit, who's not so good at sending you signs, you're not getting dreams, you're not getting pennies or dimes or nickels. I say, first you ask them more explicitly. You said, look, go to class over there. There's college in the spirit world. Go to a couple of classes. Will you take a couple of classes so you can send me some signs? I would say, be that way to your loved one. And then if that doesn't work, tell them to go find my father. My father in the world of spirit has taught many others, loved ones, how to send signs. His name is Moose. You're welcome to use my dad, Moose, and <gasps> send your loved ones to him.
0: That is the actual best. Thank you, Donna. That is so funny and <laughs> wonderful. Welcome. And I hope our listener at home will please reach out to me or Donna, if you do go use moose and let us know how it goes, because we would love to hear the stories. So Donna, when you were talking earlier, you did listed off the different types of spirit guides. I guess my question to you is can spirit guides be used for different things? And I can't remember where, Oh, I think I was reading this in the seven types of spirit guides book. And, um, I was kind of under the impression that, you know, if you needed help with sales or you needed help with marketing or you needed help with financial investments or anything that you can almost say, hey, can I ask for some assistance in these areas? Have you ever used spirit guides in that way? Is is that something that you would recommend people get that
1: specific? Yes, I would get that specific when you use the five guides. Again, that's the way I was trained. So I like those five guides and I got enough other people in my head. I'm not adding right i don't yeah. want to add any more people yeah <laughs> so with <laughs> master teacher really doesn't do a heck of a lot he just sends a lot of love to you he's that unconditional love your protector guide like i said i will use him when i'm going on a long either a plane ride or a train ride or a car ride i'll say you know protect me from any accidents uh, any from speeding don't let the popo see me whatever anything like that parking places i'll use that my alchemist guide is good for, you know, what alchemy is. It transmutes things. It doesn't only transmute emotions, but it also can transmute the physical body. So if I'm having physical body pain, my back hurts, my knee hurts. I tend to ask my alchemist guide, Hey, can you help me out with this? Again, they're not going to heal you because that's not their job. They're Mm going to support you. They may the next day have someone come to you and say, Oh, I just went to see this great acupuncturist. And she really helped with my knee. And you're like, Oh, thank you, Alchemist Guide. There was your sign, right? Yes. There was your sign. A joy guide about joy, having finding that inner child joy in your life. I tend to work with specific ones for specific things because that's when they came to me. Right. So that's what I use them for. But if you're just starting out, I like to use those five. This episode has been brought to you by the Afterlight Institute. Ignite the light, magic, and miracles within.
0: I guess my question to you, Donna, is also whether or not spirit guides come and go. Like when you're talking about the five different guides, I'm kind of under the impression that they would be with you the entire time. But in your experience, you know, Abraham Lincoln, for example, would you always maintain a relationship with him? Or have you had experiences where you've had spirit guides come and then go?
1: Um, both yes yes and yes all of the above um when i was trained in the spiritualist church these five inner band guides they say they're with you from the beginning in their rules and regs right i don't follow it to a t they also don't really like to talk about past lives but i do (laughs) so Mm -hmm. I needed to see when those guides were in my life because they're all prominent figures. They weren't just Joe Smith. They were my spirit guides are prominent figures. I need to know why they're here with me. To the five inner band guides, I'm going to say they have been with you your whole life and they will be with you. They may have been in past lives. You could do that work with them and ask them that specific question. But again, I was 50 before I recognized they were with me. So with the outer band spirit guides, they tend to come to you at a time in your life when you need them and they will come and go just as a maybe a totem animal, a spirit totem would be also a totem animal would be also. That's the outer band guides. That would be Abraham Lincoln to me, JFK, Jerry. They are all outer band. But yes, I will probably keep a connection with these. I don't speak to Jerry. He's more of a feeling with me all the time but he needed to push me into this. He was the one that started me. So I speak a lot to Abraham, the entity that also Esther Hicks speaks with, and I use Jerry's connection for that. Abraham I, Lincoln, I tend to spend more time with than JFK, more time with. They're the ones always sending me signs. So that would depend, like Anne Frank is also one of my guides and she's been helping me write my book. But I still didn't know why she was helping me, and she was the one. Two weeks ago, I figured out why. But I've been writing this YA book for probably five or six years, so you can see her just chomping at the bit, going, "Just finish it, Donna. Just finish it." But you can tell someone else is writing. It's not me. You can, like when I taught yoga. You could tell my yogi spirit guides were teaching that class. It wasn't me. You could you could feel that. So I guess an answer to your question is, it it could be anything. It's just how much you want to do with them. It's all up to you. But I would just definitely trust it, but don't hang on to end results, right? Because that's always future. If when I was at my cleaning business, if I had said, I'm going to do this the rest of my life, fought with it when the economy tanked and just stayed with it, I would have never been doing this work. Mm-hmm. So I listened to the universe, even though it was scary, I listened because mm-hmm. I could feel that I was meant to leave that state. And I did.
0: It's like, there's a willingness to surrender and trust. And you know, what's so funny and I'll, I'll summarize this quickly, but I was going to buy a pair of shoes the other day and I basically had a short amount of time to get it done. And, uh, I had two stops I had one stop and then I had my final stop and I knew my final stop that the chances of me finding shoes at that one particular shop were not going to happen right so I bought the pair that I didn't really want at the the first store then I go to the second store and there on the top shelf in my perfect (laughs) size are the exact shoes that I wanted and so I'm understanding a little bit more where it's like, okay, if I just trusted the process, I wouldn't have had to buy the $60 pair of shoes that I probably won't wear very often. I could have just hung out for that, but it's still difficult. Like, I think if I went and redid it, I would probably still do everything in the same way because there's a little bit of doubt about, well, what if that one time I, I, I couldn't get them right. So how do you overcome that?
1: Yeah. 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 Practice. Yeah. (laughs) Um, When I heard years ago, when I heard someone say to me, what if you couldn't do anything wrong? what if everything you did was meant to happen? How much could you let go of now? That really helped me. That just skyrocketed me. So you know how people, when they write, they're always, oh, I had to get up and write today. I had to write 5,000 words. I just had to. Like I'm on these writing communities that always say all that stuff. And I'm like, I don't do that. Clearly, because it's taken me five years to write this novel. I don't do that. If I get up and I feel like writing, I do. If I don't, I don't. And then later, I don't say, oh, I should have wrote today. I don't ever say that. I'm like, Mm -hmm. eh, I'm going to watch a movie instead. I have learned through practice just to keep letting go of all of that. And even if nothing happens, like I know I'm supposed to write books. I have written books. I don't know if they're supposed to be published. I don't know if after I die, my daughter publishes them. I don't know. So I've let go of the expectation. I just know it brings me great joy to keep putting the story down on paper and my other books down on paper because spirit's sending me this stuff I've got to do something with it, right? Yeah. So they could be little things like your shoes or big mm-hmm. things like, I don't know, the next job or that person. I have many clients that come to me and you know they don't want to ask the question. But at the end, when I say, okay, do you have any more questions? They're like, oh, when am I going to find someone? Mm-hmm. And in my head, I'm like, I know exactly what spirit's going to say. And they always say, you're not, you're not. Now, what are you going to do? Wow. And then they, right. And then they continue with Look, we're not saying you're not going to. We're just saying right now you're not. So, what are you going to do with your life now? What are you going to do? So powerful. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I like the little signs. I like, like in my head, like one day I was walking around New York City and I asked, in Brooklyn, where my daughter is. And I was by myself and I'm walking around. I'm like, I could really use a sign, you guys. I was talking to Lincoln and JFK because she's right down the street from these huge statues of Lincoln and JFK. So I go to visit them and I'm like, hey guys, how about a sign today? And I'm walking home and on the street corner, there's this guy who set up all his wares on a bunch of tables and it's during the time of the pandemic. So you really gotta be careful. You can't get close to anybody. And there are these books, always comes through in books for me. There are two books. One's on one table and one's on another table. One is on JFK and the other one's on Lincoln. And all I want is a snapshot of both those books on the same table. But I can't get my camera and it's kind of creepy for me to be taking a picture of these books and there's people milling (laughs) about. So in my head, I'm just saying, I wish I can get a picture of both those books on the same table. While I'm saying that, some guy comes along and picks up the Lincoln book or the JFK book. I don't know, one of those picks it up and I'm like, like he's going to want to buy it. I'm like, crap, now I'm really not going to get a picture of both of them. Well, he can't figure out how to get his money out of his wallet and hold the book at the same time. Like, I'm just like, dude, put it under your arm. You <laughs> put the book down. So he puts the book down and where does he put it? Beside the other book. Yep. yep. Oh my. So I quickly snap a picture of the two books on the same table.
0: Oh, my God. And did you get butterflies? Like, did you feel elated and you just went, yes.
1: I laugh out loud, literally out loud. And I think I walked down the street just saying, (laughs) you can't get any better than that. I was yelling at a spirit. People thought I was kooky, but it's Brooklyn. What the hell? And I think (laughs) I posted something on Instagram live at that moment because I just had to share it. It was just so exciting. It was like instant manifestation.
0: Oh, that is so awesome. I freaking love that.
1: And I'm getting mad at the guy. I'm getting mad at the guy going, (laughs) dude, just put it under your arm. Pay the guy. Get out of (laughs) here.
0: That's so funny. I love that. Well, you know, what's really funny too. And this is what I was sort of vaguely alluding to earlier is that um, you, you and I, well, you had, had wanted to connect with me back in September. We're recording this in early December. And, um, I didn't receive the message anyway. So lately the last month or so I've been listening to so much Abraham and Esther Hicks and Jerry Hicks, like I'm talking over 25, 30 hours, including this morning, (laughs) I'm on my walk and I'm listening to their getting in the vortex book on relationships like that. Yeah. And you know, the fact that you, out of all my guests, you're the only one who's really brought up their work. So that's just so perfect timing. I just thought that was just the icing on the cake in relation to that. So let's talk a bit about synchronicities. And if you want to throw in anything about law of attraction, I mean, I know you have already, that'd be great. So why do you think noticing synchronicities such as the books is an important thing for people to do? And, you know, you've made reference numerous times here about being in the moment And I guess my question to you is, so often we're missing the moment that we're also missing those synchronicities quite possibly.
1: Yep. Um, So I'm gonna go off track here for a little bit, go rogue and say- Go rogue. I don't don't follow the law of attraction. It's not something I felt because I I did that. I did the vision boards. I did all of those things but then nothing ever happened. And I felt unworthy. So when I teach something like this, I'm like, throw away the vision boards and get the feeling of what it might feel like if you got all those things, not those things, because that's future. So when I talk about my books, I'm like, it's so exciting to write this book. It's just the excitement of it. And then I think, I actually play the scene out. Oh, what editor is gonna call? You know, an agent might just contact me because they found me on all my social media, and it's gonna just make me so happy. I'm not attached to that happening. I'm a. I like that feeling. So we're all about feeling now, right? This new paradigm is about noticing yes. feelings yes. in the present moment, not the future. Like finding a mate, not the future. Mm-hmm. That's the future. Mm-hmm. And you said it correctly when you said, when we're so caught up in the future, what's going to happen and what I want to happen, I'm missing this. I'm missing what's happening right now. When, when I started seeing some past lives like literally happening in front of my eyes, if I had not been present to hear those messages and see those signs, if I had been running off to work or jumping out of bed and getting right to my job. If I didn't take my moments to be still and be silent, a lot of these things would have just disappeared. I wouldn't have, you're right. I wouldn't have seen them. Mm -hmm. Does that mean spirit's not going to send them to you anymore? I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're saying, well, they're not ready yet. So let's just do this now. I'm always going to be there to support you. Spirit will always be there. As a guide and as support, they can't make things happen. Hmm. They could help you change your emotion, change your feelings, accept all of those emotions and feelings to allow those things to happen. So, the law of attraction I don't even use that term. I can't use that term. It just doesn't sound right to me. Mm-hmm. I think. For me, it's just about when I wake up in the morning, like the other day, I'm single. The other day, I've been single for a very long time. I get up, I got up in the morning and I just felt so good. And I like, what made me feel so good? I was thinking about this guy in my kitchen making me my tea and my green drink and then bringing it to me. And I'm like, and I was attached to the guy coming. I liked the feeling and it got me out of bed. It got me out of bed. It just made me feel, it got me out of bed. So I think being connected to the present and this, like I just brought through the 2020 purpose, 2022 purpose, I can't believe it's 2022, which is becoming presence, not stepping into the present moment, becoming presence. And our soul is presence. So getting in touch with, I am soul, this is me, I'm soul, I'm here to do what I came here to do. I already know everything I know. I just need to access it. I Everything from my past, my present, and my future is here with me, right? There's that circle of time, which we don't want to call time. Everything's already here with me. So I don't need to project onto the future because it's already here. It's here. Go with it go with it, go with the flow. Again, I'm going to say, it's not easy. I have many moments where I'm just down. I don't have to talk to, you know, it's too cold outside. I can't go for my walk. There's always those moments. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just kind of deal. I just kind of do what I got to do. I think a big part of what you're talking about though, is paying
0: attention to the feeling that you're getting. And you know, a lot in the Abraham teachings are a lot about connecting with your feelings because your feelings are your your guidance system. And, you know, if we were going back to the, the three situations that you had that were not feeling good situations, and I'm, I'm referring to the dog and the car and things like that, you know, how important is it to be able to register what you're feeling in the moment? And then do you have to pivot? Do you accept where you're at? How do you kind of get yourself out of that or do you just sit in it for a while if that's also what's, you know, maybe the easiest decision to to do or the the easiest thing to kind of follow through with there?
1: Uh, Again, I'm going to say all of the above. That's a really good question and a Mm -hmm. lot of really good answers. It all depends where you're at at that moment. I know for those three instances, I cried a lot. Mm -hmm. I banged my fists. And then when I was done with all of that, I got in touch with how painful that was because oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? And I opened up my fists and said, okay, now show me why. Show me why all these things happened because I'm ready. But I I do have to go through that process. Um, If I'm not feeling well physically, I've had some things happen recently. I have to just lay there and say, okay, show me what's happening. Show me what's happening. Get me in touch with what's happening. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and it's anxiety I feel. And then I say, hello, anxiety. I see you again. Come on in. Let's have some tea together. Mm -hmm. So they're all different phases of how I want to deal with that. But we all have that bag of tools. Which tool are we going to use today? Sometimes I use tapping. Sometimes I use just deep breathing. Sometimes I go out and get groceries. You know, I get out of the house. With, like you said, being in touch intuitively to your soul, in that moment you say, what is it I need right now? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: What am I not giving myself? Um, What am I projecting onto other people? What am I, all of those questions. I I analyze, I overly analyze everything that happens, blessing and a curse. (laughs) For my work and as a medium, it's a blessing, right? Mm -hmm. I analyze and look at everything. But for everything else, it can be quite challenging, but that's okay too, because that's my choice here. Here I am, the soul who happens to be Donna this time around. (laughs) I mentioned (laughs) off the top that um, in your bio,
0: you mentioned that your passion is, you know, to support the current shift of soul consciousness. And I guess I was wondering before we signed off here, whether or not you had any any comments that you wanted to kind of leave our listener at home with, I'm feeling that there's a lot of division at the moment. There's a lot of people that feel lost, a lot of people that feel powerless, a lot of people feeling scared. And, you know, I guess I was just wondering what your thoughts were on that, you know, are we all going through a soul consciousness is it important to stay in your own lane and do what makes you feel good and, and kind of put your horse blinders on or do Should we be drinking it all in and and looking at at everything?
1: All of the above, depending on who you are and where you're at in this part of your journey. Um, I talk to many people who are struggling and I can only come back to becoming the shift. And when you view your soul as the shift that you need, the shift that you are, all that other stuff out there doesn't blow you off course. I'm the shift. I'm the shift. I'm the wave. I'm the wind. I am the shift. I think it's important for the shift of soul consciousness to be in the oneness more, that vibration of oneness, that vibration of love, because of what you said was separation. There's a lot of separation. When we feel separate from the oneness that we all are, it's very difficult. It's very challenging to look at all the other people that are suffering and to get caught up in that. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: All I can do because I'm not out there on the front lines, I'm not out there when those horrible things happen, all I can do is keep building my vibration of love. Mm -hmm. So that I'm not putting out there because we're all about vibration, right? That's what we are. Our essence is vibration. Yeah. Our presence is our vibration. Yeah. So I don't want to put out there any of, I don't believe in negative or wrong, but any of that sort of emotional stuff. I'd rather deal with it, process it, let it come up, love it like the anxiety, come on in anxiety, let's talk about it. I'm like, I'm a different person. I'm talking to my anxiety and I call it in with love. So I would, for me, it's really just staying in that oneness. I get caught up sometimes watching something and saying, I, I, this, all I can do is send love to this person, to this event. That's all I can do right now. Mm-hmm. If I can't be there, if I can't financially support anybody in that, in that situation, All I can do is send love. That's all we can do. But in order to send love, what do we have to do? Love ourselves. Yeah, we have to know what that word means. I like to say, spirit brought this through. You can't love more. You can't love something more than another thing. But you can love more things. So find out what thing you're not loving. So if you can't feel love for something, then it's not love. Mm-hmm. So I don't like to use other words. I just say, it's not love. I try to stay away from duality. I just say, "Hmm, I'm noticing that. I'm noticing that I don't love that. How can I love that? Mm-hmm. I'll bring it in. Let me talk to it. Let's have a conversation. So I do a lot of work on myself, clearly, (laughs) blessing and a curse, but I need (laughs) to put it out there. I need to put that vibration out there because I'm here for a reason. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the reason.
0: Well, what a beautiful conversation. Thank you, my friend. Thank you so much for all your insight.
1: You are so welcome. Thank you for being this, this, so that we can all come through and speak.
0: Yes, I'm, I love it. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you wanted to mention? How can people get a hold of you? I'll put a link to all of your stuff in the show notes as well. But uh, yeah, I know you kind of just ended there with a mic drop moment—that's for damn sure. But if you wanted to <laughs> say anything else, I would be happy to uh, to hand over the the platform to you.
1: I thank you. I always offer many things. So on that one link tree account, when you click on that link, you can find all the things I'm offering. All my books, I'm offering a special right now on readings till the middle of the month. And January, I'll be offering more classes, but everything will be there. Um, I enjoy that new link, whoever invented that, kudos to them, Um, one link for all. And I also, what I feel right now is just the circle of oneness. And even if someone out there doesn't understand that word and what that means to them, Just know that it's the opposite of separation and if there's duality then there's oneness and there's separation in the new paradigm there is no more duality there's only oneness so just keep bringing yourself back to the love of the oneness beautiful thank you my friend thank you so much it was great to meet you you too
0: thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcasts and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.